This is Envision Self Healing Podcast, episode number 28. Hi, I'm Will Fuller. And I'm Richard Miller. And we are the co-creators of EnvisionSelfHealing.com and are dedicated in helping you improve your eyesight and quality of life by taking healing into your own hands. The topic of the week this week is deciding to go organic. And the question of the week comes from a law student who is desperately seeking some help on dry eyes. So Richard, how's the world of self-healing been treating you this week? Well, this week was a, a bit of a banner week in that I started up my Norwalk juicer. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking about that last week. It sat around, uh, I guess I took it out of the box immediately, but it just sat there for about a week. <laughs> well, you didn't it, juice the box, did no, you? No, no. That, that would have gotten rid of the box anyway. It might not have made very good juice. <laughs> so um, sat there in a box, and then I had a friend who needed juice desperately, so I went into action on this, this week, Tuesday, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. And I spent six hours making... Uh, <laughs> one, one glass of carrot juice. Uh, it was 12 glasses of carrot. Ooh. No, it was 12 glasses. So I made, yeah, I made four glasses of orange juice, four glasses of carrot apple juice, and four mm-hmm. glasses of uh, Swiss chard apple juice. Right. We've more, we've more Swiss chard than apple juice. Yeah, the sand that area. was... I almost made her vomit with this <laughs> uh, with the green juice because... I didn't use... Well, see, I'm basically following the Gerson protocol, which you, you discovered and then passed on to me. Mm-hmm. And the Norwalk juicer is designed for this, the Gerson therapy, which is mainly an anti-cancer therapy, but I guess it treats other other conditions as well. Yeah. Um, and they're very specific about the apples I discovered. Uh, they want you to use Granny Smith or a uh, tart green apple okay and i discovered this after i came back from whole foods at eight in the morning with my apples right and i had lots of red apples so i i skimped on the green apples because i only had four of them and ergo i got green juice that was hard to stomach (laughs) (laughs) because the apples really do make it taste better yeah but i spent six hours because you know, it's it's a complicated. I, I keep saying it's l- kind of like learning to play the cello or something. It's not that bad, but it's 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 yeah. a learned skill. It doesn't sound as good. No, mind you, it depends who's playing. I suppose it's, it's true. <laughs> well, and I succeeded in. Uh, there was a period. Yeah, the first thing I did was spray uh, Swiss chard all over my wall. <laughs> yeah, your brand new painted, <laughs> brand new painted wall. At least I used semi gloss in the kitchen, so it did come yeah. off easily. At least you didn't get them on your new doorknobs. It's true. It's true. It would be. (laughs) So, yeah. So, first I started out by spraying Swiss chard on my ceiling. All right. And then... um, You should have recorded it. I just just recorded it as a comedy show and just sold it. Yeah. Well, I was up at six or something getting ready to do this. I was really going into action. (laughs) And I went down at eight to Whole Foods to to get the vegetables after planning it out. And then Mm -hmm. I had to go buy mason jars at the local hardware store. Now, is this store. all included in the six hours? It is. Okay. So yeah, you didn't do be- six hours of juicing. No, no, no. Because people here are thinking I'm definitely <laughs> never buying that machine because no. it took six hours to Six juice. hours. I guess I got up. I finished at two in the afternoon. Okay. I did get up at six. So I guess at eight o'clock, I was headed down to Whole Foods and uh, bought the carrots and the greens and the apples, the wrong apples, of course. Yeah. Uh, came back. Uh, I guess I took a shower in there. So I'm reducing the six hours a little bit. Now, <laughs> yeah, so all of a sudden. It's, it's going down. Maybe it was only four <laughs> or five. 
So then uh, sprayed the, the Swiss chart on the ceiling. Yeah. Spend an hour cleaning the ceiling. No, I left it, of course. <laughs> so I'm doing the Swiss chart, uh, struggling, struggling, because you're, you're, I'm used to a centrifugal juicer, which mm-hmm. is very, very fast and powerful. And this thing is, I bought this Norwalk because it is somewhat powerful still. Yeah. But you still have to be patient. Yeah. Uh, ergo, the, the Swiss chart on the ceiling. If you're so, imp- impatient, it's... I wonder if it was just a woman that invented this. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the Gearson therapy is just trying to train men train to understand men. women a little bit more. It did feel a, like a difficult a, woman, actually. <laughs> and just be a little bit more patient. Really, and, Ironically, uh, I was making juice for a difficult woman, too. So. <laughs> but the idea is that by the end of it, you get a better result if you're patient. And you know, true. Maybe you could take your new walk out to the ballet, <laughs> a nice meal. You know. Yeah, maybe it would cooperate better if I gave it a good meal. With yeah, it. yeah. And took it to the ballet. It's heavy, though. I guess it's yeah. like over 50 pounds. I don't know if I want to carry it around. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I've got green juice now on the ceiling. I guess it's green pulp, really, right. on the ceiling and yeah. the wall. My walls are green, fortunately. Right. So, um, so I do that. And then so that takes another hour or something to do the greens. Mm-hmm. I picked the hardest thing to do first, actually, to, to get them in there and go slow enough that it didn't bind and all of this. And, oh, okay. and the key of the Norwalk is you don't want... The reason you spend so much on it is, is that it doesn't heat up your pulp or your juice in okay. the process of making it. Mm-hmm. And here I am trying to force Swiss chard <laughs> down there. And what's it doing? It's heating up by doing that. So oh. I learned this. Okay. And I could feel the, the metal heating up. Right. So I knew I was not doing the right thing at that point. <laughs> Plus you did juice continuously for maybe four hours, right? So yeah. you were continuously running the motor. So I'm sure... Maybe that's Normally true. when you do it from cold, it's not going to heat up as much. Right. Now, the, the couple of times since I've done it, since then that I've done it, it hasn't heated up no. this way. It was trying to put too much in and force it through. That was the really the thing. <laughs> and so then I went on to carrot juice. So I had the green juice done. Went on to carrot juice. This is, this is classic me and male <laughs> behavior. Yeah. So I'm like, I put the carrots in her mind. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm getting good at this. Yeah. And I'm putting the carrots in, and then she texts, and I text back saying, I've got it, you know, I've got it down, I've got it down. <laughs> Get it really good. And, of course, as soon as I go back to the machine, yeah. I spray carrots on the ceiling now. <laughs> and I took out a little, it has a little fail-safe on it. I took out the, the juicing grid that it mm-hmm. has in there, and it stopped. I didn't realize there was this fail-safe. Right. So here I'm like, just texted that I'm, I really got it down, and I've broken the machine. <laughs> it was classic, so... Uh, you know, four hours late, four hours after starting juicing, I've got twelve uh, little um, vials of they're in the mason jars, eight ounce mason jars. Okay, and they tell you to juice, fill it up all the way to the top of the jar, and screw it on tight. Okay, so you're getting as little air as possible Makes sense. into the juice, which is uh, you don't want oxidation. Good. Well, and so, we we just did one now. Yeah, we did, and uh, and I must it must have taken. I don't know. We were messing around with it for a bit. Yeah. And he was showing me. Oh, I reckon you could probably get it down to twenty minutes. Yeah, twenty minutes. minutes to half an hour. And maybe. we did two glasses. Yeah, uh, it was a good eight carrots and three or four apples. So that was a decent amount of yeah food there. And I and I must say, I, I was <laughs> I was a little bit skeptical when I saw how you know how much of an effort this thing was. And I know that with I mean with anything, right? The, the longer you spend doing it, yeah, it just becomes habit and you know what you're doing and it just becomes a lot easier but i must definitely say that i could definitely taste a difference 
yeah uh, in that juice and it was more it was like a thicker creamier juice this fresh juice i'd never i mean even with my new juicer um the one that i got the uh the masticating one mm-hmm. i mean i couldn't necess- i couldn't tell an immediate difference between that and the centrifugal right the one with the blade that spins around whereas this one i i really could taste Huh. The difference. All right, we're going to have to put them side by side. Yeah. And do a juice off with yeah. some apples and <laughs> some carrots. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, maybe it, maybe it's just in your yeah. mind because you're telling yourself you're doing all this effort. This better taste good. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I, I feel I was very impartial there. And, uh, yeah. and it did taste. You didn't think it did? It did okay. taste really that would nice. That make so. me feel way better. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be interested to see in a week's time when you've been doing it every day, you know, several times a day or you right. know, even 10 times a day that you should be doing. Um, and uh, I guess I suppose you could do it five times a day and just do two lots every time. Yeah. Um, and like anything, it's just they, they give you the, the rules, just like with the eye exercises, this is what you do. And then you go away, you play with it yourself, you maybe adapt it a little bit, maybe you cut corners somewhere, this, that and the other, and you just adapt it to the best way for you, I guess. Well, and you made a point earlier today, too, that you really need to make the juice taste really good, or you're not going to want to go through the effort of juicing. So it does take, you want to take the effort to make it taste good enough, so you're not just sort of, it doesn't feel so medicinal. Yeah. Yeah, so. Just, yeah, drinking because you have to. Yeah. So that was the highlight of my week, anyway. So how how was your week? <laughs> yeah, good. I uh, I've been uh, pretty busy more so this week uh, than others. I moved this weekend, so I I felt the pain that you've been going through well, the last yeah. few weeks. And uh, yeah, worked out quite well. There was a couple of us there, and we got everything packed up and spent uh, what two hours carrying stuff down ah. two three flights of stairs. Oh, that's right. Um, spiral. Right, I and mean, then oh, you know, spiral no. stairs. Yeah, loading it up into the van um, that we rented, and then uh, driving it all the way over to the new house. Yeah, and then we couldn't fit everyone that helped pack beforehand, so spent like another two hours unloading everything up f- three flights of stairs this time, <laughs> all the way up into the new apartment. And it was just me and two other guys, and we we needed to do it quick because we needed to go pick up the other people. Plus. We had to get the rent truck back on time, right, so right. it was like it was just it was non-stop uh, loading and unloading you right. know, shelves and books and these big boxes. Uh, I think for about four hours straight. Wow! And by the end of it, I was just exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> by the time two, we started at maybe eight o'clock in the morning. By the time two o'clock rolled around, and we had you know, of course, you skip lunch and all the right. rest of it, and. Uh, I'm pretty pretty exhausted. I, I certainly noticed on that day. I was quite anxious about it. Yeah, you know, we didn't have insurance on the van, and of course, yeah. you know, we wanted to make sure that we moved in all right and all the rest of it. Um, I, I certainly noticed vision wise, huh. quite a, a poor. My vision was was pretty poor on the day, and I was huh. bumping into things. My peripheral vision really wasn't oh. that great, and you know, there was like a parking sign pole just outside where the uh where the truck was and of course i'm now very familiar with that pole because i must have walked into it several times and and i could tell you know part of it was just my mental state you know i was just rushing just wanted to get things done and you know didn't stop at all even for a break and even when someone stopped me to try and have a conversation i just right i just wanted to get done get some lunch i know you when they're in that focused mood yeah (laughs) (laughs) so but you know i really sort of noticed uh, that my periphery and i noticed all this week, actually, as a sort of a surprise after the last 
right. three weeks where I had such a big breakthrough. Right, right. That I I realised these last few days, sort of finished packing out the last few boxes now, it's starting to feel like a home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can start getting oh. back to work a little bit more. That was it yesterday I was tuning into my periphery a little bit more and I was like, oh, this kitchen is actually bigger than I first thought. And, you know, oh, now I can actually walk with my... And it's sort of... For, I realised that for a whole week I just completely switched off. Right. Um, pretty much from my periphery. Right. And, and the new... And, and as I look back now from time to time, I did think, oh, I can see that in my periphery. Or, oh, I can see... That. Oh, that must have been those improvements I had last week. And then changed back to what I was trying to do to get stuff done. So yeah. um, it's it was fascinating that still even after that that breakthrough, right? That in that week I managed to switch off from it and just be so focused centrally, which makes sense, right? Just yeah. like you said, I know what you like when you're in that that yeah. focus mode. Yeah, well, I almost said that tunnel vision mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort of slightly rude um, to say. <laughs> you know, that's it. I'm you know I'm centrally focused. Yeah. That's, I'm just trying to get what's done in front of me. Yeah. And uh, and it means that my periphery suffers as a uh, as a result. Yeah. Um, and I also noticed that sort of fuzzier vision, the floaters. Yeah. Weren't so great. So so really, I mean, it's just a combination of. I didn't have a chance to do my normal diet, just like um, like I did when I said when I was on holiday, you know. Right. Um, and when I came back and I was juicing regularly and eating healthy again and get a chance to catch up on sleep and, you know, the vision starts coming back again. So, uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating, especially now after such that, such a big improvement. So I'm looking forward to now, finally this week, getting back to the regular eye exercises and eating well again and... And just uh, being able to spend time thinking about my periphery, yeah, um, and just sort of getting back into some sort of a routine, yeah. Um, so yeah, should 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 be good this week. I look forward to uh, to commenting back this week. I think the highlight though for me this week was uh, an email that I got on a on a blog that I did on uh, retinitis pigmentosa, right? And it's nice because uh, you know, real busy week. Um, I've not really had too much time to spend with my emails and, and responding to, to right, people and, right. and all the rest of it. So uh, it was nice to wake up the other morning and, and just to see a comment on one of the videos. It says, thanks for this. I was in a great depression before, but now got a relief. Thanks again. So it's just, uh, it's nice to think that even though we're busy and, mm-hmm. you know, we feel like we're not necessarily yeah, you know, doing re- reaching anyone. Yeah. Um, especially when, you know, you have to cut back on clients because you're busy doing all the rest of it. But it's just nice to know that, you know, we're busy doing our own thing. We're still sort of helping people out right, there. and right. uh, That's the advantage of the website, yeah. Yeah, and especially with things like RP because, I mean, no, I mean we're just not told that right. any, anything can be done to help and you're sort of just set to a life of misery, really. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's always nice to hear back from people that, you know, they've got a bit of, uh, bit of hope in there and that they're going to try doing the exercises and uh, and see what comes out of it yeah very good so it's a good time to move on to topic of the week and the topic of the week this week is deciding to go organic now this is a, a topic uh, that particularly before i moved to San Francisco that I was very, uh, I wouldn't say much against, huh. but um, I didn't really see why you would go organic, right? Um, especially when it's twice as expensive mm-hmm. as everything else. And it just makes no sense to me. And I thought maybe just 
the people that were selling organic food were just trying to jump on board ah, I don't know, okay. some sort of a niche and they're just making the best out of a, a situation where they can charge you extra money or maybe it's just something that you know people uh, they're earning a good good bit of money they've got a good job going um, why spend money on this kind of food when you yeah. could buy organic food? Like, just the same as you eat at more expensive restaurants. Some people than yeah. they eat at the less expensive restaurants. So it was really something that um, I knew very little about. Uh, I'd, I'd heard the terms, you know, pesticides and whatnot, but I also felt that you know it's the farmers are up against it, so they should use these pesticides. You know, what's what's wrong with that? It means that we're getting more vegetables and that they're, you know, a tre- cheaper price and all the rest right, of it. Right, right. We're saving the world from hunger, God, th- th- that sort of thing. Yeah. So, but since coming here to San Francisco, obviously in California, it's very um, pro-organic and it's all about uh, farmers and all the rest of it. And they do a really good job here of trying to educate the general public on why organic food is better. And it, it's sort of in between all the search for health and improve our eyes and all the rest of it, I found that you really can't avoid this subject if you're looking at good health. And it's sort of, it's forced us to spend time, you know, watching documentaries, reading about it, doing research into organic food versus non-organic food. And is it really worth, you know, the the time and money that the organic food costs um, for the benefits? right. And I think the prevailing opinion is what you described, that maybe it's, yeah, it could be better, but probably not, and it's not worth my money. I yeah. That's the prevailing opinion. So I think I'm gonna, I would like to start the, uh, the topic with, with the biggest thing that only hit me in the last uh, month or so in researching this that I never knew before, but that with organic food, you actually have a higher nutrition level. Right from the organic food and the the main part of that is because of the soil right is it's organic soil you know there's no there's no chemicals in it it's it's gone through the natural processes in order to get all the uh, the minerals and and everything that it needs and i mean just the same as we get our nutrients from food plants get their nutrients from the soil i just realized it's very parallel to our other the other part of our world which is healing yourself if you think about it it's very similar they're healing the the, uh, chemical agribusiness is healing the soil to a certain degree through chemicals and intervention whereas organic soil is being uh, rebuilt from its use through a natural way through you know natural fertilization and uh, rotation of crops things like that and not using chemicals to boost it basically Mm. it's a very similar and it, it's almost like the, the scientists have come along, not even necessarily agriculturalists. Yeah. Uh, scientists have come along and said, well, you need X, Y, and Z to make a plant. So let's put that in the soil. This exactly. is what it needs. Yeah. Um, not the, I, I think it was something like um, in organic soil, there's something like 50 right. nutrients, whereas in uh, non-organic or, or treated, it's something like four Right. That they've just highlighted and they they put in the soil to grow. Yeah. So I mean, what what amazed me is if you then think about it, that's the nutrients that's going into the plant. So the plant has less nutrients. We then eat those plants, and we have less nutrients right. in our body. So even before, where you know, being a physical education teacher and and teaching health and saying, come on, kids, get your get your five to seven you know greens mm. and vegetables a day. 
the thought that you know very few people even get that even that's a big push mm-hmm. the thing that when people are getting those right they're less nutrition nutritional value anyway i right. mean it's crazy so no wonder we're in this situation of of illness and and, yeah. and obesity and you know all these difficulties when we're just being starved of, of nutrients and minerals. Well, and then you're tired. You know, you don't know why you don't have energy, whatever. And then you grab for the, the junk food to give you the quick or the caffeine to give you the quick up feeling. Mm-hmm. And in really, you're just sort of starved for nutrition. So, so and, and then your body has to fight. Your right. Your system, everything's trying to fight all these, these high sugar levels and, yeah. and all the, the chemicals and all the rest of it yeah. in, in that fast food in itself. It's like a vicious, uh, vicious cycle. But... The reason why I, I thought it was good to start with that instead of talking about the usual pesticides is, I mean, that pretty much did it for me. And I, yeah. I learned that just before I went back to the UK uh-huh. and uh, obviously seeing my niece and nephew, four-year-old and, uh, and a three-year-old. And I just thought, these kids aren't getting the same nutrition uh-huh. that people used to get. Not even that long ago, like, no. you know, 50 years ago. Right. Um, and it sort of amazes me, really. I mean, agriculture has been around for you know, thousands and thousands yeah, of years. Yeah. But all of a sudden, in the last 50 years, just the same as uh, sunglasses mm-hmm. and prescription glasses, all of a sudden we've decided as a society that the last couple of thousand years have been it wrong. doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. But we do. Right. Um, because we've got better science. Yeah. And uh, so let's just make our own plants right, ourselves. Right. Um, and it's, I don't know, I mean, that was enough to scare me. Right, um, right. And also the thing that I'm working so hard to get this nutrients in my body so I can heal myself, mm-hmm. the thought of cheating myself of that. And I guess that, that, that was also part of the reason why I went out and spent the extra money on a new juicer Right, was because even though, um, you know, I was juicing, I wasn't getting as much nutrients as I could. Not that I'm not getting any nutrients, right? but I'm sort of cheating myself almost. Right. So to then think that I'm also spending this extra money on organic, then it makes sense to try and get the most out of that food as well. So, and I, I guess it's just sort of a decision you have to make, really. Right. Well, the other reason that um, I have been eating organic for a long time actually is the taste. If you if the the fact that you're you're getting more nutrition doesn't convince you, maybe your taste buds will. Mm. Uh, because for me, I can taste the difference between an organic. Especially in vegetables. Yeah. It's actually true in meats, too. I mean, if you mm-hmm. eat organic meats, they taste very different than the processed, the sort of regularly processed meats. So um, you get more nutrition and uh, more taste. And I was thinking about when you were talking about this, the time issue, too. If you're going to spend time, how much time do we spend preparing our foods for eating? Mm. If you're going to spend that time, you know, maybe it's probably like quarter of our day we spend you know dealing with food yeah wouldn't you rather be getting the most out of that time so it's another it's an that's an, another issue you're spending your time you might as well get the most out of it and i think that a prime example for me was um was i always used to get the non-organic strawberries because i mean they're just so i mean even the non-organic strawberries are like maybe six dollars right uh, anyway so and i know at the farmer's market it was something like half a box for ten dollars or something, I just thought I'm not going to spend ten dollars on strawberry. That's that's crazy. That's right. just way out of my budget. And then I went there and and one time I thought, you know what? Let's let's just get them. It's organic. I know berries are part of the 
the dirty dozen which we should probably explain in a minute um so it's it's best to get organic berries mm-hmm. anything really because they're one of the worst offenders for pesticides uh-huh. and um wow just a complete difference yeah in taste right so, you know sweeter stronger flavor right um and i just that was it for me i, I could never go and get non-organic strawberries Once you go organic that. you can't go something phrase there so uh so obviously you, we've also got the um the standard argument the pesticides which i saw a documentary the other day and um and you've just got these big fields of this whenever i see greens now and fruit i just automatically want to just go and eat it right there and then it's just so bright and green and and so i'm watching this documentary oh look at all those fruits and vegetables and then there was just this big truck went by and just sprayed all these chemicals just on all the the food oh no and i was like hmm that's not actually that appetizing anymore i actually got crop dusted when i was a child riding a bicycle (laughs) i was riding through the fields like getting my exercise and this plane drops pesticides on my head (laughs) that explains a lot it does actually yeah (laughs) So is that is that why you don't? Uh, <laughs> is why you don't have any fungus? I don't that's know right. That's right. So um, yeah, so that was a big shock for me when I first started looking into, uh, in particular, the raw diet because obviously it's important um, to have uh, the organic stuff when you're eating raw because you know you're not preparing it. And in fact, I remember one argument somebody put to not eat raw was because when you cook food, uh, you get rid of some of the pesticides. Oh, nice. And I thought, well, you know, what? instead of arguing that we shouldn't be putting pesticides, pesticides on food because it could harm you, Ugh. don't eat raw because it's bad for Ugh. you because of the pesticides. Anyway, and I was watching this uh, this, this chef cooking up some stuff, and he was, he was with this woman, they were talking about organic. And she said, would you ever prepare food, have it all nice and ready, spend an hour, beautiful salad, all the rest of it, you're just about to give it to your kids, and before you hand it over to them to eat, you sprinkle some chemicals on oh, top. <laughs> that's pretty bad. And uh, and and that's exactly oh. that's exactly what we're doing, right? And you could say, well, we're washing it off, but um, there's there's hundreds of studies out there now that show that you don't get rid of all the pesticides. Mm. And yes, some government agency has said it's fine. Yeah, it's you can right. eat X amount of pesticides. Right. I mean, that's just it's just crazy. Like right. who, whoever think you could eat. A safe amount of chemicals right like why would we ever want to do that and there is something called the dirty dozen which i will quickly explain because I, I didn't know about this um that for those of you that can't necessarily go completely organic there is a list called the dirty dozen and it's the the studies that i was talking about they identified the 12 worst fruits and vegetables that when they were washed and, and prepared oh, okay. ready to eat they tested the amount of pesticides that was left over all right. So there's this list of 12 foods. Just just go onto Google or whatever and, and just have a look. And you'll find there that the list of the worst ones. Um, so that for these for these particular ones, maybe you just make that little bit of extra effort and uh, and you do buy those organic because right. you know they're the worst offenders. Good idea. Um, so another thing with, uh, with organic, and this I guess this could also be organic and also non-organic, but it's making sure that you eat the food as soon as possible. Right. And obviously part of the reason of spraying it with all these chemicals and adding all this stuff is to make it last longer on the shelves. And so you can transport it further so you last you know, so it right. lasts longer. But the the longer the food is out of the ground, the less nutritional less value nutritional there is. Even with organic food, yeah. So that's the so 
I guess we're saying the extra step is then go organic and then try and get it eaten as quickly as possible. Yeah, we don't mean just eat it really quick. Yeah, right. Get, all the way back to get the indigestion. <laughs> um, so, and I guess what this this comes down to really is trying to eat as locally right. as possible. Um, and we're very, very lucky here in San Francisco because we've got maybe five or six farmers markets where local farmers from all around um, California travel to us, and then we can go and get this this beautiful fresh produce straight from the farmer themselves and of course the price really isn't that bad i mean it's a bit more expensive and one of the things we'll discover well and he told me is because i go to my locals farmers market and i as i've said before i live in google land everyone around me <laughs> yeah. works for google yeah, for go- high salaries google it Google it. Google that. <laughs> Google Google land. Um, and so my farmer's market is higher priced than Will's farmer's market because yeah. he lives in the people who are thrifty. Neighbor. Oh, you did. Yeah. I'm not sure about your new neighborhood. I know. Well, we're still going to travel to the to, to the, the old neighborhood. Area. Well, that's what I would you suggest could... people do if they really are conscious is go, OK, this farmer's market is where people want to be thrifty. So I'm going to go there. Yeah. And the prices will be lower. You can you can take the thrifty man out of the thrifty area, <laughs> but you can't take the thrift. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'd be interesting uh, if you would have a look around. I know some people like uh, back home where I live in Kent in England. Um, is that I said you know I always talk because I go to the farmers market every week as we both do, and whenever I speak to my parents, they're like, "Oh, so you're off to the farmers market?" And they say, "Well, we don't have anything like that." Right. I was like, well, you must do. You live in Kent. You know, it's sort yeah, of agricultural area. Oh, yeah. So, of course, after maybe, I don't know, two years of talking about the farmer's market, last week I get an email going, we just came back from the farmer's market. It's probably like around the block or <laughs> yeah. something, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it, do you know what? Even if you don't have a farmer's market, at least maybe ring around some of the the farmers, you know, anyone that you can get in contact that you know produce uh, fresh or that, that grow their own food, even if it's like those allotments yeah. uh, that you get where people grow their own food. And I know people sometimes sell that stuff off. Right. Yeah, and then the last thing I discovered this week is a solution for uh, people who live, not in Kent, but somewhere really remote, that, that they, don't have, they really don't have organic foods around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a business called the Green Polka Dot Box. Uh, started only in the last couple of years, actually. And it really was intended, I think, for people who didn't have access to organic foods the way we do. Okay. Um, And what they do is they have a warehouse. They negotiate with farmers to get good prices on... It's all organic stuff. Mm -hmm. And they ship this box to you weekly or biweekly, whatever you want, um, full of organic fruits and vegetables. I have yet to get my first box. I'm going to make my order today. Excellent. Um, and for me, it saves me the bus, you know, walking up the hill yeah. from the Whole Foods. And and it, yeah. And it's in theory, it's, it's cheaper as well than the Whole Foods. So, so but and it's not just um, it's, there's other companies, right? There's quite a few uh, companies. I think, unfortunately, I, I know a few friends that that do this, not necessarily the green poker. Right, top right. Box. But um, other places that they I think the the, the farmers sort of sell off the stuff. Right. A year in advance or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's and like then, you buy shares in their crop, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So there's certainly different options that you can do and they send it to you. Right. Uh, a good argument that I saw yesterday actually was about the fossil fuels. It was something like you burn. I think the, <laughs> the food industry 
uses up the same amount of fossil fuel as does the transportation industry. Wow, wow, wow. And so because if you, if you think once they've produced it, they've then got to ship it from you know, Mexico and China, right, you right. know, all these places. Are, and if you think how much oil that's using up. Right. Um, and then on top of that, we're saying that the longer it goes without right. being eaten. And I, I asked at my farmer's market, I said, oh, when do you pick this? She said, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you really do get it you know, fresh and straight away. And of course, I guess the last argument is, well, price. And this is, this is what it all comes down to. And, yeah. and what frustrates me a little bit, and I'm not too sure about England, but I know in America they subsidize the food here, um, certainly all the pesticide food and the, and mm-hmm. the GMO stuff, um, so that it's cheaper for everyone. Right. I think it's even cheaper. I think America sells a lot of its corn to Mexico because it's it's cheap right. they get it cheaper than if they grew it there themselves yeah, that's kind of sad so um so obviously that's a push down price now I think if we did a vote if we did a a global vote or even just here in the states we just did a, a national vote and said what would we rather subsidize what would we rather cheaper pesticide GMO food or should we give that money to our local farmers so that we can all afford organic more? Yeah. And I think everybody would choose organic. If, if, yeah. if anybody had a choice between organic and non-organic, everyone would go organic right. every time. I can't yeah. see why there'd be any benefits right. um, to non-organic food. Right. And I guess it just comes down to a conscious decision of, of all the pros that we've just listed. You know, is it worth that, that extra little bit of money? Um, I know one person once said that the money that you're going to save on health bills in the future right. from eating, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables organically grown every day, then, you know, in the long run, you're going to save a lot more money. Wow. Now in our field, maybe they're saving their, uh, you know, eye surgeries or, yeah, yeah. and just saying, saving their vision in general in the, in the long term. So, but saying that yesterday, you know, I went to a local, uh, grocery store, and I went to see the price of uh, red bell peppers um, or capsicums, as you say in Australia, and it was four four ninety nine a pound. Right. And I just said, "Where's the non?" I just take me to the non-organic aisle. Like I'm not. I'm <laughs> oh not, no! I'm not going to spend five dollars. Yeah. Um, that's just crazy. And I and I don't understand why it needs to be that expensive when at the local farmers market it's two dollars. Right. For a pound. So there's there's something going on there yeah, still. Yeah. Yeah, and certainly in in some of the bigger supermarkets, some organic foods are cheaper than others. You know, I can get uh, strawberries for three dollars, but then a couple of oranges is six dollars. So I guess you sort of got to pick pick your battles really. Right. And uh, and what we're saying is just just tr- those foods that you can start working. Have a look at the organic aisle next time you're in the supermarket, and you might be surprised that some of the food isn't that much more expensive for example um bananas were 79 cents um for non-organic and organic was 89 cents oh yeah so for 10 they're really full of pesticides in general too so yeah so for 10 cents in the difference you know i could get the organic food and and i know the bigger supermarkets say well if people buy organic then we're going to start selling right more organic and of course the price will go down and so on and so forth so there is it's difficult when you when you learn about all this and you say, well, what can we do when you look at it at a big corporate level? Mm-hmm. And the, the overall um, agreement seems to be that you sort of have to vote with your feet 
right, so to speak. And, and and I think that's working to a certain degree. I mean, you look at Safeway has really turned around. I don't yeah. know if they have that all in in the West Coast at least. We have Safeway, and they've really changed in that, in that direction. They mm-hmm. never used to have anything organic, and now they have quite a bit. So, but if you can, um, certainly try and contact any local farmers. Of course, we're all about supporting uh, local businesses as well, which is mm-hmm. always better than you know these these big companies. Um, and just start doing a bit of research yourself, and you might be pleasantly surprised, and you'll certainly start enjoying the taste a lot more. And um, we really think that your health benefits um, are going to greatly outweigh any price or any um, inconvenience that the organic food is going to do. So certainly start having a look yourself. There's loads of documentaries out there. Uh, obviously, this is just a sample, and we we're really not you know massive experts on organic. Only what we're doing ourselves here, yeah. and um, you know what we recommend to our clients. But go what if you have? I've uh, been really impressed with Netflix. Uh, I wish I had shares in them now, advertising them. Unfortunately, I don't. But um, they've really got a, a good sample of documentaries there on eating local and, and organic foods and, and what's going on with the genetically modified food and all the rest of it. Um, but you can also find a few of them on YouTube as well, um, which is obviously free. So just type in organic, I don't know, organic documentaries or organic uh, videos or just organic in YouTube. And they're, they're about an hour, hour and a half long. So uh, mm-hmm. So you'll know which ones you need to watch and... It really gives you a good insight. Of course, with everything, it's all about education, just like vision improvement. If you don't know about it, then how can you start improving your eyesight? So uh, start educating yourself a little bit more on organic foods and uh, see if you start noticing the benefits. Okay, it's time to head on to question of the week. And the question of the week comes from a law student, and we know... What that, that's like already. <laughs> this person is spending a lot of time reading. Yeah. And, and they wonder about having dry eyes. They've tried everything. Uh, why don't you read it? It's, it's an interesting uh, email. So it reads, Hello, I find this video really interesting. And it was a, a distance-looking video that we have on YouTube. Which this person should be doing if they're a law student. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you, please, if there's any kind of exercises to help the eye to improve when I was diagnosed with dry eyes. This is me how you could be diagnosed. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a law student and is really annoying when I'm reading or especially on cloudy days because I feel a sticky sensation in my eyes all the time. It doesn't matter what I do. I try to open my eyes with my fingers. Uh, Maybe matchsticks is probably the best thing. (laughs) I use ophthalmic (laughs) drops for the eye, but nothing works. Thank you very much for your help and for this video. So obviously the first thing is this person... Fortunately, they said they were a law student because that's the most obvious thing is they're spending way too much time mm-hmm. looking at close things, which is why they should be doing the distance looking. Um, but it sounds like they are not resting their eyes enough. Yeah, and it, it could be different. I guess I guess in the end, it, it always comes down to priority. Yeah. Um, and like, uh, like our friend, uh, the, the medical student, you know, she's right. spending 14 hours a day. But she's starting to work the exercises into her day. Right. And I guess it's not necessarily just one. If if we were to say maybe uh, three major exercises for dry eyes, I suppose the first one is distance looking. Um, but obviously you need to work that in in comparison to um, your time spending reading from close. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're sitting in a, in a dark dingy library for 12 hours a day and you did distance looking for five minutes and then you go oh these eye exercises are <laughs> rubbish work, yeah <laughs> they just don't work um so obviously you need to be realistic uh, about it 
Second one, obviously palming. Yeah. Um, really need to rest the eyes because the eyes are closed. You're also allowing uh, the eyes for the natural fluid and all the rest of it. And you're allowing the optic nerve to rest and the cornea to rest and all the rest of it. And then, of course, uh, the peripheral vision exercise because we're overworking the central vision so much. So by blocking the central vision, waving your hands to the side, you're helping to stimulate the periphery, uh, remind the brain that the peripheral vision is still there and you still need to use it. And I think you'll also find that your blinking will increase. Yeah, and in blinking in general, that you kind of have to look at dry eyes and say, is it because they're just overwork, overstrain, or are they, is this a person who doesn't blink? And that mm-hmm. is another possibility of someone who just doesn't blink enough could get dry eyes. It's for, for obvious reasons, you're leaving the eyes exposed uh, to the air too much. And to explain it a little bit more, what happens if... The reason why we blink is we're spreading the tear film across the eye. Now, if you just leave your eye open then that tear film dries up and it breaks. And that's sometimes what forces us to blink. That's what sometimes makes our eyes itchy. We feel mm-hmm. like we need to, to rub them. So what happens is is we need that tear film to help keep our cornea and our eyes nice and healthy. And it also helps a little bit with refraction. So if we're not blinking regularly, then the eyes become dry and it allows that tear film to dry out. So things like um, the blinking exercise to try and remind us to blink more right? Um, and also get that habit back in, especially if you're stressed, we tend to blink right. less. And then if we're reading, we blink even less, less than what yeah. we did before. Yeah. Um, and then you're just looking at the overall exercises, the palming, distance looking, peripheral vision, anything that's going to help rest the eyes, break up that central vision stare that allows the blinking patterns to come back, maybe it even breaks our mental pattern of, just like me being so focused, centrally, right, trying right. to get everything done. Um, then, you know, you'll certainly find that your eyes will start feeling a lot more refreshed. I mean, how many people, when we do our, our conferences and when we do our lectures, that we get people palming and they go, oh, my eyes are watering or, right. you know, their eyes feel more refreshed or these sort of words sort of um, denote the fact that there's there's more liquid there. It sort right. of feels fresher and uh, mm-hmm. And all the rest of it. So certainly following some of those exercises are really going to help bring uh, lubrication, I guess, back to the eyes right. and, uh, and take those dry eyes away. Great. Okay, great. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode on our uh, deciding to go organic. We know it's uh, something a little bit different for us to do, but obviously it's something very important that we feel that everybody knows a little bit more about and indeed feel free to pass this information on to as many people as possible as uh, it's certainly something that we need to start thinking about as uh, societies and and as nations and uh, start getting ourselves as healthy as possible so the body can start doing its natural tendencies which is to heal itself now if you enjoy this information you could always head over to our website at envisionselfhealing.com where you will also find some free self-healing programs and in particular some vision exercises that you can do to help improve your eyesight you can also get your hands on a free ebook which is called a modern day guide for improving eyesight and in that We go through some very basic exercises and some reasons why we're getting such conditions like dry eyes and uh, many other things like macular degeneration and cataracts and how indeed we can help overcome these and prevent them from happening in the first place. 
You can also contact uh, both Richard and I on Twitter or on our personal Facebooks. Just head over to the website there and you'll see the addresses. And you can also find us, uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, then feel free to subscribe to us there and also check out some of our our videos and also some of our personal blogs that we've got. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, then subscribe there and you'll be able to get a brand new episode that we do every week sent straight to your computer. So... Good luck with your eye exercises this week and also a little bit of uh, investigation into your organic food and your healthy eating and happy healing. And have a good week.